Hello, everyone. It's me again, Peter Harris with Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to commercial real estate investors all across America. The subject and title of today's short podcast is The Master Lease Agreement for Commercial Real Estate. Let's get started. I'm going to try to keep this very simple and straight to the point for you. The master lease agreement is by far one of my favorite ways to buy commercial real estate, especially if you have no credit or experience, uh, you you have no banks to deal with, or if you don't have a large down payment, all right? So the master lease agreement can overcome all of those obstacles, and they work on apartment complexes, shopping centers, office buildings, self-storage facilities, and mobile home parks. Pretty much anything commercial. Let me give an example uh, using a single-family home to help you understand the, the concept of the master lease agreement. Let's say you don't have enough credit or money to buy a home for yourself with a bank. Basically, uh, what you would do is you would lease the home from the seller, from the property owner, with a small down payment. I call this an option and an option fee. So you would lease the home from the property owner with a small down payment for a few years, and later down the road you would have an option to buy the home. To buy the home, in essence, the seller is the bank, right? That uh, method is called the lease with an option to buy or lease option. All right. So I'm sure I'm sure some of you have heard about that. Well, in the commercial world, we can do the same thing with commercial properties, but we call it a master lease agreement. And probably the most famous commercial master lease agreement that you will ever hear of will be New York's Empire State Building. And it's been in place for over 100 years. That's right, over 100 years. And here's how it happened. The original owner of the Empire State Building, Colonel Henry Crown, he originally agreed to sell the the land to Prudential Insurance Company and, and lease back the building. Then in 1961, a new person, an investor, comes along and negotiates a 114-year master lease agreement with Prudential. They agreed to pay Prudential about $2 million per year. Back then, that was a whole lot of money. And as the years went by, the rental income has risen. And the Empire State Building rental income now is about $6 million per year. So do the math. The Because the, the master lease... Uh, is still in place and it's stuck pretty much at $2 million per year in terms of payment, but the income now $6 million a year, per year, do the math. That's an annual profit of $4 million uh, per year. Again, that's probably the most famous master lease um, there is. And <clears throat> I know what you're thinking, uh, Peter, I can't negotiate a master lease on a building as large as the Empire State Building. And you know what? You're probably right. But that shouldn't stop you from using a master lease to buy a 12-unit apartment building or a shopping center, a small shopping center, or a self-storage facility, or even a 168-unit apartment complex that my protege Joe did. And I'll explain that deal in a moment. So here's how the master lease agreement concept works. See if you can grasp this. In simple terms, you will buy the seller's property by giving him a small or sometimes zero down payment in exchange for all the rights and privileges of owning and operating the property without legal title changing hands. 
So at close, you're going to get what we call equitable title, not legal title, equitable title. And you are entitled to the property's cash flow, tax benefits, day-to-day management, and profits when you sell. And because your price and terms are set in stone at the beginning, all of the upside, the increase in value and cash flow is yours to keep. So the more efficient you are, the more cash flow you make. And as you increase the NOI, the property's increase in value becomes yours as well. That's a great thing. So all the seller gets is a monthly payment to you, uh, from you. Uh, but even that's negotiable. And once you sell the property, every dollar over the master lease agreement is your profit. So again, the master lease is ideal for the individual commercial investor if you have no experience, perhaps no credit, you maybe you don't have a large down payment, and most of all, you don't want to deal with banks. Okay, so basically, whatever terms of the deal you can arrange with the seller is what the deal is, okay? So therefore, the sky's the limit. The deal you put together with the seller can be as creative as you can get him or her to agree to. So this works on properties that have bank loans currently on them or properties that are owned free and clear, meaning no mortgage. And this even works with properties that are failing or even underwater. Okay, uh, I want to share with you uh, my protege's uh, deal, Joe. So <clears throat> Joe found a 168-unit apartment deal for sale. The owner um, bought the property for his sons, but uh, they were both young, and they were more interested in being 20-year-olds than property operators, than apartment operators. So the property fell in, into disrepair, and it never performed the way it could have. Right away, Joe saw two problems. Uh, the first problem was their property would not qualify for a new loan because of its, because of its poor performance. And two... He couldn't put a new loan on the property anyway because there was an $800,000 prepaid penalty uh, to the owner if he paid off the loan early. Now, the loan had four more years until the penalty went away. But the seller wanted to sell the property because he needed the money to start his new uh, development project. So here are the two most important steps when negotiating master lease agreements. Okay. Write this down, the two most important steps for master lease agreements. Number one is find the seller motivation, okay? Number one, find the seller motivation. Ask a lot of questions. Number two, structure the deal around that motivation, okay? Structure the deal around the motivation you found out. So number one, find the seller motivation. Number two, structure the deal around that motivation, So to make a long story short, Joe ended up structuring a four-year master lease. He brought in investors and used very little of his own money. He's paying his investors an 8% return, and he keeps the rest of cash flow himself. But he's also, at the end of four years, when he sells the property, he's going to split the profits, the sales profits, 50-50 with his investors. So it's going to be a great thing for himself and his investors. But here's the cool part, and this is the part that creates so much wealth. Every year, the property is paid down by about $200,000, okay? So the loan is reduced uh, from the, by making the payments by about $200,000 per year. So remember, Joe's agreement is for four years. 
So over the four years, the next four years, Joe is going to accumulate $800,000 in equity. All right. So that's how you create massive wealth in commercial real estate using the master lease agreement. So this ended up being a win-win situation for both. The seller got his money to do his development and he got free of a problem property. And Joe um, was able to do his first commercial deal with no banks and no experience. And I guess the most important thing for him, he's no longer, he no longer has to work his daytime job. Just one deal using the mass lease, the mass lease agreement did this for him. Okay. So I want to go over with you in simple terms what just happened. Okay. In simple terms, here's what the seller gets. The seller gets an easy sell of the property. He gets lease payments paid every month. He gets freedom from involvement in the prop, in the operation of the property. And the seller gets rescued from his or her problem property. Here's what the seller gets. Okay. That's you. You get the buyer a purchase involving no banks, no credit, no experience, no lenders, no appraisals. All right. All right. You also get a substantial less amount of financial risk. And you want to know why? It's because the, the loan is still in the name of the seller. It's not in your name with the master lease. Remember, the legal title has not changed hands. So the loan is still under the seller's name. Next, the buyer uh, gets all the cash flow above the lease payment. So after you make the lease payment, all the cash flow thereafter, the lease payment is yours to keep. If you were to raise the rents and improve the operations of the property and work hard, and you increase the uh, the uh, the rents and the cash flow, all that is yours. All right. Next, you you get an option to buy within a within a set period of time. In Joe's case, it was four years. It's going to be four years from now. Okay. The last thing that the buyer gets is you get all the profits above the master lease agreement price. Let me repeat that. You get all the profits above the master lease agreement price. Basically, if you enter an agreement with the master lease for a million dollars and over the next four years, you work really, really hard and you're able to increase property value by a couple of million dollars, though that two million dollars is yours to keep. You're only committed to uh, the original master lease agreement price. Okay. All right. I want to leave with you uh, three nuggets on how to successfully place a master lease agreement on a commercial property. This can be your first deal. All right. Number one, the first nugget is get the seller motivation. Then you'll know how to structure the deal. Okay. That's number one. Number two, what I want you to do is unwind your mind on what a typical deal looks like. There is no such thing as a standard master lease deal. Each deal is different, but there is one thing they all have in common. There is one thing that glues them all together, okay? All of them use a master lease agreement document, okay? It's an actual document that's legal, it's attorney approved, and ours is rock solid, all right? That's the common common thing between all of them is that piece of paper, the master lease agreement document. Make sure it's rock solid. Ours is. All right. Number three is learn what a typical master lease property or seller looks like. Learn how to spot the red flags that signal that this property is a master lease candidate. Here are six ideal seller scenarios to watch out for. 
And when you come across sellers in these situations, it's a sign that buying their commercial property using a master lease is a great possibility. Okay, here's number one. Number one is the seller who is tired and burnt out and the property is underperforming. Okay, there are literally tens of thousands of sellers that fall into this category today. The typical seller here is is tired of the business, burnt out, beaten up, on his last nerve, broke, and he just wants out. And perhaps he's tried to sell it through a real estate agent, but he hasn't had any luck probably because maybe the property is in disrepair or maybe has no equity. I recommend using a master lease agreement here, preferably with a uh, longer term, uh, five to 10, 10 year term, to make sure when you sell it, um, the property has regained equity and you have ample time to stabilize and improve the property. Okay, so that's, so that's number one, the seller who is tired and burnt out and the property is underperforming. Number two, the seller who lives out of state. All right, so the boom we had in real estate investing years ago has caused thousands of investors, yes, that's thousands of investors at that time to go out and buy more affordable properties outside of their own state. Uh, unfortunately, most of these buyers hired um, bad property management or simply bought a bad deal. Or many are in bad situations and need a way out immediately. Of course, that's where you come in. And since their property is not performing well, it probably won't qualify for a conventional loan. Uh, therefore, selling their property to you with a master lease would be ideal. You can take over their problem property. They can get their lives back. You fix up the property, you experience the cash flow, you wait a few years and cash in big time when you sell finally. Okay, so that's that's number two. Number three is the seller who is ill or has persons or his personal circumstances circumstances hinder him from operating their property sufficiently. Okay? So this happens more often than you think. And the key to finding these folks in situations is look for people that are sick, going through divorce, in bad partnerships, uh, a job transfer, maybe having to go overseas. Uh, they could be experiencing fights or the family trusts. Uh, all these are situations that end up with a property that must be disposed of quickly. And I'm sure you've seen or heard of one of these situations before. Most likely the property will have lower income and be in need of repairs. And um, this will cancel out the option of selling it for full price or even a buyer qualifying for a loan. Now, you come along and you solve their problem. You solve the situation by removing their property problem from their lives by using the master lease agreement. Okay, so um, that was uh, number three. Number four, the seller who wants to avoid capital gains tax after sale. Okay. The master lease agreement is superb for this scenario. Since the seller is not selling their property outright to you, remember he's leasing it to you, he or she can temporarily avoid paying taxes on capital gains. Well, here's another cool benefit. The seller can sell the property in increments to ease his capital gains payments over time. For example, he could sell you the property in thirds over three years and pay only a third of the capital gains taxes each year. All right, so that's that's super cool. So the master lease's treasure is in its flexibility as well. Okay, that was number four. Number five, 
the seller who has to pay a large prepaid loan penalty at the sale of the property. Well, as you know, on most large commercial loans, the loan is subject to an early payoff penalty. This is also called a prepaid penalty or sometimes called defeasance. Okay. For example, if the property is sold and the loan is paid off too soon, then in some cases, I will say in most cases, the seller would have to pay the bank up to a 5% penalty of the loan balance uh, at closing. All right. So this is a pretty large sum of money to pay and encourages the seller to not sell the property and to keep it as long as possible, actually to keep the loan as long as possible. So this, of course, makes sense for the bank. But how does the seller get around this if he needs to sell the property for whatever reason? Well, the answer is the master lease agreement. It does not require the buyer to obtain a new loan. So the current loan is kept in place and payments are continued as normal. Okay, so when you run across a seller who has a um, a large prepaid penalty if he sells the property, uh, but he still needs to sell the property, the answer is a master lease agreement. Okay, uh, number six, and the last one, the seller who has obviously property management problems. And um, I'm sure you've seen a ton of these, or I guarantee, guarantee you, if you continue this business, you're going to run across these situations quite a bit. Okay, so basically, you should go after commercial properties that have hair on them. And what I mean by hair are the following two things, physical and financial problems. And here are uh, a few uh, obvious physical problems to, to look for. Uh, properties that are over 20% vacant. Uh, properties that have overgrown or poorly kept landscaping around the property. Or how about properties with lots of vacancies that are over 90 days old. And um, maybe the another physical problem could be uh, a property that's boarded up or boarded up um, windows on the property. Okay, here are a few financial problems to watch out for, okay? This one's pretty obvious. Missed mortgage payments or delinquent property taxes. When you see that, that's an obvious sign of distress. You should look into this. Another one is a property that is in pre-foreclosure or a property that has been given a notice of default, or we call those NODs, okay? That's a sure sign of financial distress. And lastly, if um, if you saw the property undergo a, a huge price reduction, that tell you that there is some seller motivation happening there to um, and for you to really look at this. Okay, so these six seller scenarios I just shared with you, now that you're aware of them, should stick out like a sore thumb. And my advice to you is to keep your eyes and ears open. You may think some investors got lucky in buying deals like this, but their luck was just... Uh, you heard the expression, uh, their, their luck was just opportunity meeting preparation. Okay, that could be you. All right. You may be wondering, why, uh, Peter, do I want to buy and take on another person's problem? Okay, especially if it's commercial. And you're probably wondering that. Well, here's the answer. Um, all successful real estate investors, uh, especially commercial real estate investors, are successful because they're good at solving problems other people's problems. And that's my goal for you. Uh, there's an author by the name of T. Harv Ecker. You probably heard of him, him. He wrote the book, Secrets of the Mirror in Their Mind. And it's one of my favorite books. 
He defines an entrepreneur as a person who solves problems for people for profit. Okay? That's you. So the master lease isn't just about trying to make money. It's about helping people. The more people you help, the more successful you become. Okay. All right. You can get um, access to more great resources like this at commercialpropertyadvisors.com as well as by subscribing to this podcast and listening to more of these podcasts. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this podcast on Master Lease Agreements for Commercial Real Estate. I'll talk to you later.